What's up, Habibis? Welcome to episode number 15 of the XFL Pod. I hope each and every one of you are feeling bonita today. I am always as Jonathan Risk. You can follow me at Official Risk on all social media, Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. I am joined, as always, with the most bonita general of Detroit, MG Geek. MG, Yo, how are you doing what up, today? man? I'm great. I'm hanging in there. I cannot complain. I could, it's but been no a while since a we recorded on a Monday. Yeah, <laughs> uh, um, it's been it's been a minute. Yeah, uh, we had to yeah. shuffle things around this week for anyone that's wondering why we're why we're recording now. Uh, or yeah, when if I, they... I don't know when we're gonna put this out, but it'll be out a little earlier. Uh, we were able to get some odds, so we got something to talk about um, toward the end here. Uh, but yeah, um, it was an interesting week in the league to, uh, this week. We saw some clinching. We saw some uh, some uh, more fun with beer snakes and everything else. There was a lot of attendance. There was a lot to a lot going on. So you want to uh, start us off with um, kind of yeah, some we'll playoff right scenarios. It. Yeah, make sure everyone likes and subscribes, but let's get into it. We are in week 10, heading into week 10, so that means the playoffs are upon us. Um, D.C. and Houston have both clinched home field advantage for the North and South divisions. Um, So we'll start with the North side. If Seattle or St. Louis wins and the other loses, the winner gets in. Pretty simple. If both lose, St. Louis gets in because of their record. So if they both win, then the fourth tiebreaker would be in play. Best com- That is the best combined ranking among division teams in points scored and points allowed in the games. So it's getting down to the wire. St. Louis, Seattle. St. Louis had the opportunity to put a nail in the coffin here. They didn't. We're going to get into that. Um, MG, how are you At feeling the, about the North? I mean, it is what it is. I, I you know, I kind of would like to see Seattle pull it out now. Um, but yeah, I gotta of course, say, when I cash out that fucking bet too, I cashed out. <laughs> I, that I bet. gotta say, I gotta say, um, one thing I will say, or they were trying to explain this. They had Dean Blandino try to explain these at the end of the uh, DC game, uh, the other night or la- um, yesterday, and I gotta tell you. I was confused. I was like, man, this yeah. is, these are got complicated. So I sat down today and I kind of went through it and it, it makes sense, but it is really, really confusing. And I just, I know the NFL has scenarios, but theirs don't because they have more teams. It usually doesn't play out like this where you're getting down to the fourth and fifth tiebreaker scenario. Um, yeah. 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 Having you're normally that, getting down to the coin flip. And like yeah, at yeah, that yeah. point, you're kind of chilling. Mm-hmm. But on the south side, the Brahmas will need to pull off an upset victory over the D.C. Defenders in Week 10, along with an Arlington loss to the Houston Roughnecks if they wish to get in. If both things happen, they would leave it to the strength of victory with the San Antonio victory over the D.C. Defenders carrying them into the second spot. MG. Does that yes, make sir. sense, or do you need to explain that to the people like they're five years old? Um, I know this one. This one's pretty easy. Um, San Antonio uh, could leapfrog Arlington just if they, but they're going to have to po- do it. Um, so I don't know if DC would like sit people or anything like that, or but um, 
they looked they looked really good. So San Antonio has their work cut out for them, you know. But you know, there is the fact that they if they were to win in the uh, um, semifinals, they get a home field. <laughs> so yeah. there's that. Well, um, but speaking mm-hmm. of home field, MG. There are some possible scenarios for some new home fields in the XFL. Yeah. You like that transition? See, that was this is why that was, that was we clever. get paid the bigs bucks. See, here's here's get a paid transition the big too. Bucks. Here, take the screen. Yeah, no, I like the two tree. I like looking at your beautiful face. It's so bonita, MG. Just talk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, mm. yeah. So an article put out by the XFL News Hub that I'm trying to open up so I can read it to y'all, but it's just not opening up on my side. And here we go. Um, Put out by Mac Perry. um, Talks about the exploration of potential um, um, expansion XFL teams. Excuse me. So some of the places that they mentioned was San Diego, San Jose, Nashville, um, places where NFL teams have flirted, NFL teams have previously been and left. Thinking also Charlotte, um, so these Oklahoma City was one. Portland, yeah, the one that jumps out at me on the obvious one is San Diego. I mean, they just lost an yeah. um, NFL team. Nashville, I don't think they could play at the the big stadium. You mean Carolina, they would, um, no, I'm looking or at San Nashville. Jose. Yeah, San Jose and San Jose. I just don't know where they would play. Um, Probably yeah, at, Fres- not... at the college, Fresno State. I think that's right there. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, it just depends on availability, I suppose. But, yeah, um, uh, San Diego would be good for sure. Uh, you know, and I feel like, you know, as long as you're going to keep the same uh, the same time frame, you know, we're going we're gonna to be sticking with more warm weather cities anyway. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd be okay with that. Now it looks like, so I was curious if they might do it next year, maybe add two teams every year over a period of years, but it looks like that's the scenario is stick with what they have next year and then work on a couple more. I I wouldn't go nuts. I would do two at a time. Um, Maybe every two at a time, every two or two or four years, depending on, um, you know, how the league's doing, but the league keeps in, uh, keeps increasing. Yeah, that's what I would do. I would just keep the thing, keep adding two teams. The mm. concern you have with expansion is, and I know everyone wants to see the expansion, but it's the problem you see in the NFL. And it's are there thirty two quarterbacks good enough, like to have X amount of teams? And they're talking about possibly expanding the NFL to thirty four. Are there thirty four quarterbacks? 34 guys that could be starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And I think you're going to start seeing that thing if you expand the XFL is like they were they were pulling some you, quarterbacks yeah. out of you're, nowhere. You're, right. You're you're talking about diminishing play as far as yeah. soft weakening and everything. So yeah, they will need to be careful, but they they also will come out. You know, in a couple of weeks ago I talked about maybe some sort of um developmental program with uh high school kids that they could bring them along so there's a pipeline that could play into something like this i that was you know it you tried to shoot me down on that but yeah i think it's possible especially if you're going to start doing this and start expanding so like i said two teams now um i wouldn't go any more than that for a while so yeah 
And normally on the XFL pod, if you've been a fan, know the show, know how we rock and roll around here, we would get into the ratings. Um, however, because of the day we're recording on Monday, um, like we said last episode, we had to record early because I have shoulder surgery on the day we would normally record. Um, there's no ratings out yet. So we're going to skip the ratings. Um, if there's something that's super big, we may bring it up next episode, but we'll begin into playoff time there. So probably unlikely. Like it's going to have to be like one person watch the game for us to talk about it. But <laughs> we'll tweet it and you guys will be able to see. But MG. Let's get yeah, into, sure. let's put our pretty little graphic on there. Um, we split this week, so we're going to have to do a coin toss in the next segment once again. But let's go through week nine and let's talk about what happened. Um, right. I did not cover the first spread. The spread was uh, six and a half and the Vipers lost by seven. So Yeah, so yeah. Well, let, me, let me run through these here. Vegas Vipers, uh, they lost uh, to Houston. Um and 21 or yeah 28 to 21 houston wins um i gotta tell you i um was watching this first i'm gonna give you a few stats so jay mcclendon um or or yeah that's not his name but he um <laughs> jalen he, uh jalen thank you jesus i have the initial here uh, so why do you and do I, that? I knew it was wrong. Did, I we we already went over this. <laughs> I don't know. And I, oh, I'm looking at his name now. Jesus, how terrible of me. Uh, so he went 27 of 37 for 249 yards and two TDs. He looked pretty good. Brandon Silvers uh, was 16 of 27 for 105 yards. He didn't look that great. They still pulled it out, and they pulled it out basically because they have what I would call a A plus defense. They are good, and and they they got a running game going. They're that they are a typical Wade Phillips team. Yeah, big big defensive monster and a and a run game. Borgie Borgie is that how we say his name? I think it is. Um, he he was he was very active when he needed to be. He got one TD, ten carries for seventy four yards, um, and then honestly. Uh, the Houston passing game was kind of nonchalant, uh, and yeah, this was a this was just a smash mouth game from the um, side of Houston, and kind of just outwilled them. So, yeah, yeah do you have I anything mean, on that? McClendon had a hell of a game. I don't want to like beat past that. Like this man threw for mm -hmm. a damn near three hundred and fifty yards, and only missed on ten throws and no interceptions, two touchdowns. Yeah. Um, he did look good. Mm. We talked about this last week, just a product of some teams just finding the right quarterback too late into the season. And it's a shame because the Vipers have been fun the past couple of weeks to watch. But, yeah, I mean, solid, balanced play by Houston. Nothing too spectacular. About 100 yards passing, about 130, 120 yards rushing um, when you put all of their rushers together. Um so, yeah, I mean, even the quarterback, Brandon Silver's getting in on six rushing yards. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Houston did their thing, and they've been doing their thing. I think they kind of – they're they're like a sleeping giant. Like, we all right. – they haven't had enough, like, memorable moments 
You know what I mean? Like the storylines have been driven a lot by the North, uh, by the Battlehawks, AJ McCarron, the Sea Dragons, um, the DC, DC. Defenders. Yeah. Like, yeah, these are these are the cool teams in the XFL, and they just so happen to be in the one division. So then you have the team that's leading the division in the Houston Roughnecks, and no one's talking about them because they're just there's nothing flashy about them. They're just a good, you solid team. I think you're gonna have to blow them out if they're gonna if if you're gonna beat them, you gotta blow them out because they they can play you tough. Um, and I don't know if that blowing them out that defense if that defense is on, it's it's gonna be hard. So, um, I, okay, so, uh, hush, you, me, you're terrible. Um, <laughs> you said they're gonna have to blow them, but if the defense gets on them, it's gonna be hard. You're terrible. How dude. can I not laugh? Get your at mind that? out of the gutter. Get your mind out of the gutter. Um, so attendance. Attendance for this, by the way. So this was the least attended game, and it still was 10,000, 10,967 uh, uh, attendance. So that that actually was a good sign this week because all these games, I don't know if it was the weather being nicer, but all these games had decent attendance. Not great, um, if uh, depending on where they played, but decent. Uh, so let's go to the DC next game. DC was sold out. We'll get into that, but DC was yeah, sold yeah, yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. Um, yeah, so... Next game, San Antonio Brahmas, uh, three and six beat Orlando Guardians one and eight. Um, I got to tell you, man, I start. I'm starting to feel for Orlando at this point because they they just keep pounding around. They they were in this game just about the whole time. Um, uh, let's see. Um, oh, there's the music. Oh, the sad music. So they had to replace a quarterback. Um, and I, 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 I'm missing this guy's first name, and I'm trying to find it before I say it. Uh, Andre <laughs> Francois or Mac Brown? Mac Brown. I knew that. Uh, yeah. So Mac Brown uh, was one of one for 69 yards, and he was the passing leader for <laughs> Orlando. Um, I think yeah. they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. This they they found a way to stay in it, mostly. Um, mostly with their um, run game, but yeah, I got to tell you, in defense, so they were in it, but I don't know, man. You got any more on this one? No. Um, Quentin Dormaday looked like he lost his playbook again. <laughs> I, was, I was just upset. This is another one where um, you kind of got done Dirty, like I got done dirty the first one. Um, oh yeah, where they just by that half a point, you know, the spread was one and a half, lost by two. So I ended up picking the Brahmas. MG picked Orlando, and he got got. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, we split. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, so for something else on this game, I I don't know. I just I. San Antonio with the win. We already talked about it, but they're staying in the stay in the hunt for the playoffs, so that's good for them. All right, next game. I'm going to run through this one. Um, this one was DC Defenders defeated the uh, um, Arlington Renegades. This went to overtime. This was a, yeah. probably I would say the game of the week. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, um, this one this one was real good. Uh, Luis Perez. Um, 
31 of 41, 335 yards, one TD, one interception. Jordan Tiamo, I think I said his name right. Yep. I always screw up his last name. 14 to 20, 180. Acknowledge him. Two days. I'm getting there. Two TDs and one interception. He, I, I got to say, he's kind of a, at this point, might be in contention for the MVP. He's just been consistent. I know he had an interception, yeah. but. Um, I picked the right, I picked the right team and I picked the right position. Just the wrong <laughs> player, you know? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's definitely has him because he, he can run when he needs to. He makes, you know, um, they're, they're very shifty and they're just, they're a lot of fun to watch that team. So, yeah, yeah. they are, they are by far the best team in the league. And honestly, barring some sort of miracle, they're probably going to take this this year. So. But can we just can we just talk about how well Luis Perez is playing in a Renegade uniform compared yeah. to a Vipers uniform? Yeah, just I guess change of scenery, change of um change of a locker room. But I don't know. There's not man, a change but... of scenery. <laughs> They're all in the same place. <laughs> I'm saying change of scenery in the, in the people you talk to every day and the people that you yeah. line up and practice and something uh, you know the the system you run, something changed and you know, hey, um he looks really good, and you know he kept a minute, and you know it came down to that end, the ending, um, uh, but yeah. So they had a chance to win too, and they ended up getting stopped. So yeah, they. Uh, that's one of the games. Uh, this happened to me last week, but you ended up losing. Although you picked right. DC, DC did not cover the eight cover, and a half right. point spread. Um, I was noticing I'm was... not going to cover. I was all sad. Yeah. I texted you and goes, I'm not going to cover this, am I? <laughs> yeah. And I just sent you the devil emoji back because I was like, I tried to tell you, man. I tried to tell you. <laughs> but on to um, the, the most disappointing performance. Yeah, this, is, this was interesting. This game... This game surprised me at home in front of 330 or 300, 33,142. Wow. Yeah, I was out there, man. Uh, the 33,000 in attendance, Seattle Sea Dragons go into uh, St. Louis and beat them 30 to 12. It wasn't close, it was just utter domination. Seattle. Look like they're putting something together. Ben DiNucci, um, Ben DiNucci and AJ McCarron both are like top in the league. And we saw Ben DiNucci show out here 21 to 31, 260 yards, two TDs, and an interception. He's figured out how to keep the ball on his side of the field and on and not turn it over. He's starting to do that. Now, watch him next week throw for like four interceptions or something, but yeah, he's, he's looking a lot better. Um, they, they do need to win next week. So I think that if I had to guess right now, they might eat their way in. So we'll see. Um, AJ McCarron looked pretty good too. 18 to 32, 130 or 186 yards, one TD and two interceptions. Uh, they, Oh, and I think if I had an MVP, Jacor Pearson, Jacor Pearson had that amazing run. 
um, in the uh, 68-yard pass from Ben DiNucci. Um, yes. It, that was – he looked like he was stopped, and then somehow he snuck through and he ended up going. And I was like, oh, my, this guy's on fire. Anyway, you have anything else on uh, on this game? Anything uh, of note? Yeah, no. I mean, I'm very upset. I'm disgusted in St. Louis's performance before this game. I thought St. Louis was going to beat them so bad that I cashed out on my Sea Dragons to win the whole shebang uh, bet that I had in my sports book. So I, you know, I Pooley, I spit on this game. I spit Pooley, I spit on St. Louis. This was a disgusting <laughs> game, and you guys just like. You can't lose this bad when you're trying to make a play. A pooey. You can't win this bad when you're trying to make a playoff run. And this was just despicable. A.J. McCarron can't have two interceptions and only one touchdown while getting sacked four times. This is is unacceptable. Uh, Seattle looked like they were playing with some more spunk than usual. Uh, They looked like even on defense as well. Just... Seem like they're starting to another team that really has put it together toward the end. Um, talk about you know solving the turnover problem, but their defense is looking pretty good too. Um, Absolutely. So yeah. Mm. Um, all right. Um, but okay. So that, on to that. Um, we're just going to talk about the odds real quick. So we both yeah. split it two and two. Um, into the final week, we're into playoffs now. Um, I think we should do something special though when we get to the playoffs. Obviously, not we're picking our last week this week, but I think MG we should think about something special, like maybe playoff games count for like two points. Like maybe we okay. go to a playoff sure. system. All right. Well, All right. MG, let's get into picking every game of Week Ten, the final week of the XFL season, and your chance to try to make some type of closure. <laughs> we have to flip a coin. Mm. All right. Because we went two and two, so I got the coin here. You from have last your coin. Week. You got your coin handy. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I will. Uh, let's go to uh, the new screen, MG. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, sir. Yeah, we probably should do that. Huh? All right, let's yeah. do up here. Um. So all right. So here's your odds for the week. Um, yep. So call it in the mm-hmm. air. Do you want me to catch it again, or do you just want it to fall? Just let it fall. Okay. Okay. So call it in the air. One, two, okay. three. Heads. It is tails. tails. Man, again. Okay, fine. I'll this pick again. Tails. All right. Game one, Saturday afternoon at noon. I, I do like these start times. I know I've said that before, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, Orlando Guardians uh, at St. Louis Battlehawks. Of course, St. Louis is uh, laying Seven and a half. It's an it's yes. odd number that makes it weird. Um, this is over. The over under is 46 and a half. And I. God, they got to win this game. Now, is Orlando going to play their play their way and play the right top? Or are they going to lay down and die? I don't think they're going to lay down and die. I'm going to go with the Orlando to us. Uh, keep it close. Um, okay. and I don't know if they'll win, but I think they're going to, um, they're going to, um, cover or I'm going to, they're going to be able to, uh, stay close. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep it with you. I think Orlando just kind of, I don't know. 
I do not like what I saw from St. Louis this week. I do not like right. it. It's hard. So it's I, hard to go with them with that, that logic for sure. Yeah, especially with this big of a this big of a spread. I gotta go Orlando to cover. Mm, okay. Um. Yeah. If if it were like if that were, it's a these are these weird numbers there. Vegas is throwing out there with these uh, knowing knowing the the scoring uh how the scores go in the XFL. These point fives are really odd because you know eight and now you a two point conversion can get you there. Um. Right. So it's very odd. Um. Next game, D.C. Defenders at the San Antonio Brahmas. It's a Saturday afternoon at 3. Um, D.C. Defenders are, um, are again, they're the, the, road, the road favorite here, laying three, mm-hmm. and a half, three points. Um, 41 and a half is over and under. And I'm going to... Man, San San Antonio needs this game, but I, that number's too. I'm just going to go with the DC here because that number's too uh, too tight. Minus three. Yeah, weird number, right? It is. So what you're saying, what basically Vegas is saying, though, is that if DC was home, this would be plus six for DC because they would give them the three points. Mm-hmm. So they're taking away three points because they're away, which is making them minus three still favorites. Um. Now, I mean, obviously the big the big question here is, like I said earlier, they're they're in. They're they don't have to do anything else. Um, yeah, they could set and everybody we'll if they wanted. To. If like, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see like if they sit people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It'll be interesting to see if. And I think that's why these numbers for these next two games reflect the way they do. They're the maybe, two teams maybe, where yeah, they're in. That are already so clinched, like, right. They don't know if you're going to, you know what I mean? Like, But I can't bet against GC. I can't. Yeah. I'm going to go with you again. I'm going to go DC again. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> I can't get, gain any ground if you pick the same. Damn it. Okay, fine. Um. All right. Uh, maybe it just Sunday's means you're games. actually picking some good things, though, you know? Maybe, maybe I'm getting smart in my old age. It, <laughs> yeah. Stranger shit have happened. Okay. <laughs> so, Houston Roughnecks at Orlando, Arlington Renegades. This is Sunday at 3 o'clock. Um, odd that they put the Sunday games on later, um, but, I mean, it's fine. <laughs> uh, this is Houston. Um, this one's this one's might as well be a pick em. Uh, Arlington is uh, laying one point um, in Houston, of course, is already clinched. So maybe that has, again, going back to that, I'm going to, in the 42 and a half over under, I'm honestly just, I think I'm going to take Arlington here. Arlington? Mm-hmm. Fuck, that was what I was going to do. <laughs> yeah, but it, they seem more obvious this week. I don't know. Yeah, I'm gonna just go against you for one. I'm gonna go Houston just to go get you. I have no okay. reason to go against you. Yeah. And I have a feeling we're gonna be chalk on the next one too. So the last game, Vegas Vipers at Seattle Sea Dragons. Sunday night, seven o'clock, last regular season game of the year in Seattle. Um they are the Sea Dragons are laying eight eight points. Um, one touchdown and then 
five yard extra point. Um, over and under is 47 and a half. I got it. Vegas has been fighting hard, but I'm going to stick with the Sea Dragons uh, to win this and uh, eat their way in. But I went with Arlington, which means, oh no, they're in the other league. Damn, I'm my bad. Uh, yeah, I'm going to stick with the Sea Dragons. And if uh, St. Louis does lose, they'll be in. So there we go. How about <sighs> you? This is a tough one for me because I don't know what Seattle team I'm going to get. I don't know if I'm going to get uh, Ben DiNucci that's going to be throwing picks or Ben DiNucci that played for the Dallas Cowboys. Like, I don't know what I'm getting. Um, um, also, should be mentioned, Josh Gordon had a better game this week, too. He's starting to play a little bit better. Um, so, you know, if they, yeah. get, if they get all their weapons fired up and they can throw the ball um, – it, it will be they they could but break this open so I'm gonna stick with my eight, minus eight. Yeah, what I'm gonna go think? with you too. Fuck it. Okay, so we only have one. So, we're only, so we only have one only game have one. that we can uh that that I can gain on you if any if any. Yeah. All right, and that's a one okay, point um, spread. So you basically have need Arlington to win that one. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. God help um, me. All I right. I will say, I am very upset that, I mean, it's just product of me having the surgery, but I wish we could get into our nice comparing the USL viewership to the XFL viewership. Um, yeah, so we, um, so yeah, so we didn't get a chance to, uh, I, I watched, how, did you watch any of the um, I did uh, not, USFL no. games? I had, I had one on for a minute. I didn't even have the one local to me on i didn't even have the michigan panther game on um and i watched a few seconds of the first game i couldn't even tell you was playing and it looks decent and we're gonna get into one of the thing i thought the announcing was the the it was professional and i'm gonna talk about the announcing for the xfl at the end here before we're done but you want to do the, um, the power rankings and question yeah, let's get into the fan question first, and then we'll jump into okay. our power rankings. So, as uh, always... Jonathan got the, roasted. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as always here on the XFL pod, we are the pod of the people. If you reach out to us with any type of question or debate, we will not hesitate to bring it onto the show and address it. Um, we've talked to people from Twitter, from Spotify. You can scroll up on this episode, drop a comment if you're watching, listening on Spotify. Now we have someone in our YouTube comments. So NFL Titans sent us a comment under our last episode and said... Genuinely curious about the Renegades' hate. They're behind two teams. They have beat once, twice, and have the best defense in the league. Sitting at 4-4 four and four with an incredible defense, and now they have Perez, who will only get more comfortable having them behind 1-7 and seven and 2-6 and six teams that they have combined 3-1 and one record against is genuinely hilarious. Offense is decent at best, but it sure as hell better than San Antonio's. They could have easily had 25 points without a turnover from their third string tight end Sunday. Love your show, but just wanted to hear your reasoning. And that was NFL Titans. He proved you right. Sending Lewis Perez proved you 
proved him right and yes kind of made his point definitely mm. yes and <laughs> um to ref- <laughs> to to give NFL Titans a couple answers um last week's power rankings were a product of the there was so, so much weird shit happened in week 8 where teams that were just coming out of nowhere and teams were just losing to bad teams. And so it fucked up everything. I will say, <laughs> I will say the Renegades have proved me wrong and the power rankings, the ending power rankings, the final power rankings. Actually, no, we'll do one more power rankings after week 10. The second to last power rankings uh, reflects that better. Um, you know, you have a rotating door of quarterbacks. Um, that was one thing that I dinged them for, and I put them with the other two teams that had a rotating door of quarterbacks um, with the Guardians and the Vipers. That was a big way on mm-hmm. it. Um, I can't think of the score from the Week 8 game, but I'm sure it was something where I was just confused and didn't know what to do with them. Um, and, yeah, so that's why they were in the power rankings. But NFL Titans, I agree with. Everything you said, actually, there's not really anything that I can disagree with. The they could have easily had, um, you know, 25 points without a turnover. It's like, well, it's football; you had to turnover. But that's me nitpicking your comment. Um, so I succeed. The power rankings last week were poor, but I think we fixed them this week. MG, do you have anything to say to NFL Titans? Um. Good job. Put him in his place. Um, no. So we just full disclosure, you pretty much do the um, power rankings. I kind of just give my input if I see something weird. And I didn't necessarily have any problem where you put them. But like I said, they definitely proved themselves better this week. Having said that, you want to go ahead and hit your uh, hit your power rankings this week? Because um, yeah, you, you did them cool. better. You did them better, but they're still kind of in in the mud a little bit. That's less of an issue with the Renegades and more of just showcasing the power of what the North is, um, in my mm-hmm. opinion. So right now, defenders still sitting at one. Roughnecks, I bumped them up three spots to number two with clinching that spot. I think they deserved that. Um, the Sea Dragons went up two spots because of obliterating the Battlehawks, who went down two spots because of that. And then you see the Renegades going up two spots. I can't comfortably say that even though the Battlehawks got their wings ripped off of them by the Sea Dragons, um, or by, right, the Sea Dragons? No, who the hell did they play? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Who did? Mm -hmm. Yes, St. Louis, the Sea Dragons. Sorry, brain fart. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so I can't. Even though that happened, I can't consciously say the Renegades are better than the Battlehawks off of that one week. Um, I can say they're better than the Brahmas, Guardians, and Vipers. So that's where they are right now. And I think we could all agree to disagree on that one. Right. Well, we said going into this that the North is the better division altogether. Um, They have the better yeah. teams. So that just makes sense. So um, it is what it is. But, yeah, they – I. I think, I mean, the Renegades have a shot. We'll just see, I, you know, like yeah. I said, a lot of it's come down to the roughnecks and how they play on defense. Um, if they're if they're on a defense, they're going to be really tough to beat. Um, yeah, and if the Renegades make play. the play, and if the Renegades make the playoffs, I could promise you they will be in the top four spots of the power ranking. 
That's what it will be. But you will have to come back right next week whenever we decide to record that episode because, once again, I will have one arm. It's <laughs> <laughs> a one-armed man did it. Okay. Um, you want to you, – I got one thing just to follow up here and uh, before we close yeah, it MG's out. Yeah, MG's thoughts. I always love – I always yeah, love to wrap up so, an episode of the XFL podcast. So I'm going to start this uh, – go ahead. I'm going to start this with a stat, okay? Um, okay. Did you see the – um, about third quarter of the um, maybe fourth quarter of the DC uh, the DC game, um, they had a stat. They had to, they had to do this. I don't know why, but they thought it would be cute to do a whole. To- they had that girl at Stormy Girl do math on this beer snake. And did you see this graphic? I did not see the graphic. No. Do we have the graphic? I don't, I don't. I'm just going to read what it says out. Uh, they had 30 rows equals approximately 60 feet. It all these stats. Um, it's, I have the video paused. You could probably find okay. it if you search for it. I'm just, I'm literally looking at the, the YouTube video of it. And if I would okay. thought about it, I could have loaded it up, but I didn't. Um, yeah. But Poor uh, producing on 16 your ounces. End. Yeah, 16, <laughs> right. 16 ounces per cup equals 23,000 ounces for all these cups. 12 now here's where it gets nuts. $12 per cup of beer at DC at the DC stadium. 17,000 um $17,280 is what the estimates for. And they were like and that's just the main snake, that's others. They took their time out of their uh, uh they had that poor girl do the stat. She said she did it on her own. But the the point is, is they're finding all these little wacky things to talk about. And I'm wondering, do you think that the announcers might have checked out now that the season's almost over? Because some of these guys only have um, one more game left, a lot of these teams. And I'm assuming that the two top teams are going to end up doing the the semis and then the top team the finals. Because I, I don't know, man. I just I feel like... They're not taking as seriously as they were. Um, just some of the questioning and that, I don't know. It's just how I thought. What do you think? Um, I have, I think, a unique view just because I'm okay. in that world a little right. bit. Um, to me, it seems less of that. And, like, it reminds me a lot of, like, a newsroom with a lot of younger reporters you know, that are yeah, not like established or in the smaller markets where they're kind of being a little more loose with their reporting. And like to me, mm-hmm. it just kind of seems like ESPN gave them the green light to kind of experiment a little and kind of use this as like a tryout. And like it's just letting them kind mm-hmm. of. That, you know what? That's a good word because that's what I got out yeah. of it. I, goes, I feel like some of these guys are just stabbing, trying to get a job at a, on a bigger, bigger stage. And there, yeah. some of them may be trying too hard. So maybe that's it. But yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't like the, I didn't really care for the uh, announcing this week in general. I just like, and I think that's part of it. They were trying too hard in some cases. So I will say, I will say it. the bit, the bit that you read about, about uh, Stormy doing the math on the beer as, as someone <laughs> that, you know, produces content, that's some terrific content. So I guess she, how she you, actually how said in the clip. She said in the clip, she goes, I have no life. I was like, um, that's, that's, 
Too bad. What are you doing next week, no, Tommy? No, she's just not, kidding. <laughs> uh, no. She, yeah. I'm not going to get myself in trouble, but, you know. I wish I'd ask Stormy. Stormy's a friend of the show, I think. We've uh, we've had some Twitter she, interactions she as tweeted, far as the XFL yeah, she, pod. She, she tweeted us. She tweeted us back because we had something. One of those early, early in the season, she had a moment where they they put her on blast. Um, yeah, we, we had fun with her it. a couple of times. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. So yeah, Storm, so I thought this a was a good person. She she actually they, they brought her in to analyze the betting. She actually does a really good job. Yeah. Um, I just think in this sense, I was just like, they got to throw down to a uh, to a graphic on the beer snake. <laughs> you know what I think the XFL needs? Mm, what's that? The XFL, the XFL needs a pregame show, and they could put stuff like this. That you know what? Maybe the XFL needs yeah. a pregame show. They need no. This is what they need. Okay, here's what they need. Mg. They need. Okay. They need two pregames and two postgames. You have the pregame at at uh, one o'clock. That talks about the two games. That goes on for two hours. No, you can even do an no, hour. You no. could do. I was gonna say you could do half an hour probably for two games. Yeah, fifteen minutes piece. But you could do an and have a little. Yeah, you could do mm-hmm. an hour. Split it up. Uh, split it up twenty-two minutes per game with commercial breaks. You could do that, and then do mm-hmm. the same thing. Do the same thing at night, breaking down the two games with a little preview, but you don't have to do a big one because you'll just do another post game and have that at uh, at one o'clock. The games you know could be start at three. You know what you could do, honestly. You know, for the just having two games, they could do this at the and during Sports Center. Just have an XFL uh, segment where it's it's segmented and and stay steady with it every week. That might be what they they could do with just two games yeah. per day. Terramana you know? presents the XFL pregame <laughs> show on ESPN, and then the night <laughs> the night to the postgame show will be Zoa Energy presents. No, it's gonna be Zoa Energy will do the pre-show because it'll be but because it will be presented by the Zoa Energy pre-workout that he has. That's new. So it'll be the pre-workout XFL show sponsored by Zoa Energy pre-workout. And then it'll be the the nightcap Terramana post-XFL post-game po- show. Post-show. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So there you mm-hmm. go. The Rock, um, Dewey, um, you know, 3% chance. You're on first name. Everybody knows he's on first name basis with The Rock. So Yeah, you know, Dewey. I still <laughs> call him The Rock. <laughs> I got his I got his uh, logo tattooed on me, so I could call him Dewey. It's just a rule. You're terrified. But MG, do you You're, have anything else to say to the people? No, man. I think uh, I think we wrapped it up. We did a pretty good job going through these. We'll see if my if I can improve on my record. I'm not holding my breath at all. Um, we'll yeah. see. And then we will be back. Like you said, we may record at an odd time um, yes. next week. Um, it will be a. Uh, Go through the final week and probably just preview the uh, playoff, um, the two semifinal games. Um, yeah, so we yeah. mentioned it last week. Um, I'm getting surgery Wednesday. By the time you're hearing this, I might be getting surgery. So that's why we're recording early. Next week, 
Follow us on Twitter at XFL Pod, at Official Risk, at the number two, Fight Forever. One of those Twitter accounts will tell you when next week's episode is dropping. So just follow us, stay tuned, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button, hit that bell button. You'll get notified on the next episode. It's even better. Or just hit subscribe if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, iHeartRadio, everywhere podcasts are available. You can see MG Geek, hear me, feel very bonita with us. But until next time, we're about to jump into week 10, the final regular season week of the 2023 XFL season. I'm Jonathan Risk. That is MG Geek. This has been episode number 15 of the XFL Podcast. Until next time, peace.